Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to another edition of That's Entertainment. I'm your host, Tammy Jones Gibbs, broadcasting live from the NYC. For the next hour, I'm going to give you the latest entertainment news on Zoe Saldana, Big Sean, Halsey, Amber Heard, Ice Cube, Bunny Whaler, and a whole lot more. Let's get started. Roll it. J.A.G. Up on the blog and I'm chilling up in NYC. Up on the train and the radio is all I need. In the views and celeb news, I let see. That's entertainment. Who became famous? Number one source of pop culture. Radio or not, we gon' chase it. That's entertainment. Save better letters from the ghetto time stages. Gotta make a change. That's entertainment. Wednesdays afternoon at 1 p.m. So baby, don't forget the tune. The business is nice. The jazz is the better cruise. The original car I win cause you plan to lose. Smooth, just like that. Tammy Jones, do it best. Mom, just know that. Been blessed by the Lord once. Wait on that. Blog radio, your speakers better be on max. Real facts, if it's swag, we don't speak on that. Just celebrity news, a new feed, and my melody tune. So, Tammy, you back up me, I back up you. That's entertainment for your head, baby. Just come through, she's on air now. If you are just tuning in, you're listening to another edition of That's Entertainment. I'm your host, Tammy Jones Gibbs, where every week I bring you the latest in entertainment news, celebrity news, and pop culture. If you like the show and you want to know more about the show, make sure you click on the follow-up button on top of the show page. That way it will send you a reminder when I broadcast live. Also, if you want to make a comment about any of today's stories, the call-in number is 347-637-2656 and press the number 1. Again, that's 347-637-2656 and press the number 1. Also, like us on Facebook. Just go to www.facebook.com slash radio. Follow us on Twitter at That's Entertain One. That's T H A T S Entertain and the number one. And you can also follow me on Twitter at Stiletto Fourteen. That's S T I L E T T O and the number fourteen. And you can also follow me on Instagram at T Jones Gibbs. That's T J O N E S G I B B S. Right now, the current temperature in the NY is a sunny, forty-eight degrees. Uh, before I get started with the first story of the day, I'd like to give a shout-out to all my listeners out there. Thank you once again for hanging out me, hanging out with me on this Wednesday afternoon, and thank you for tuning in from the very beginning because uh, this April will be uh, That's Entertainment's 11th year here on BTR. So thank you guys for all of your support and being there from the very beginning. This week in entertainment, we're going to be talking about Zoe Saldana. Uh, She got caught in a heated uh, response to an Instagram post about the complicated history of Dominican Independence Day. And I'll tell you what what made her upset or why she, uh, the people that put up the post, why she's um, asking them for an apology. Uh, Big Sean is in the news. Do you know that he was battle- battling depression? Yeah. The 32-year-old MC made the revelation when speaking to uh, Michael Eric Dyson and his new Facebook Watch series. Hosley is in the news. Apparently, uh, people are angry at her, and they're calling her, they're labeling her a pedophile because she gets a little too intimate with her young fans. I'll tell you what she did. And Amber Heard is, uh, there's rumors going around that she's been kicked out of the Aquaman franchise, but she's here to tell you that is not true. And I'll tell you what she said about it. And rapper and actor actor Ice Cube has been accused, well, he has accused Warner Brothers Studio for holding his uh, film franchise Friday hostage. And reggae legend Bunny Whaler has died at the age of 73. So let's get started. Uh, again, Zoe Saldana has been caught in a heat, caught in heat for her response to an Instagram post explaining the complicated history of Dominican Independence Day. The Guardian of the Galaxy star received death threats and hateful messages after she commented on a post on Refinery's 29th Somos Instagram account on February 27. The 10-slide long post, which was collaboration with In Culture Company, asked readers 
What to the Afro-Dominican is the 27th of February? It details how the split between Haiti and the Dominican Republic has influenced the anti-blackness often both internalized and are experienced by many Afro-Dominicans to this day. While the comments on the post has been disabled, a screenshot saw Zoe writing, quote, maybe just to say what to the Dominican is the Independence Day. Uh, she then took to her Instagram story to blast the Somos team over the post. She's, and this is what she said. She said, quote, you owe, you owe all Dominicans, regardless if they're black, white, or Taino, an apology. On our Independence Day, we do not need to be schooled by others on what we should know about ourselves. Hashtag cancel culture is starting to suck sometimes. That's what she wrote. Now, not just stopping there, Zoe further pressured the team to issue an apology by writing, saying, waiting for your apology about this post. Shame on you and shame on all platforms who reposted you. You all know who you are, but that's okay. The sun will always continue to shine on La Bella Quesqueria. Now, Internet users were baffled over her reaction as they wonder what made her so mad about the post. In response to Zoe's post, In Culture Company founder Franz Francois shared to Refinery29 that when Dominicans like Zoe Saldana try to deny the history of black struggle in the Dominican Republic, what they do is try to uphold white supremacy and silence the struggle of blackness that has been continued within Latinidad. Now, Saldana called on us to apologize, but we would not apologize for working to dismantle the anti-blackness that exists within Latinidad. Now, this is what that's what Francois added. Now, he said part of that is making it clear that we're also not here to cancel Saldana, either in part because she's shown a capacity to learn and grow. Now, Francois concluded that he hopes that those like Saldana take a beat here to understand how hollow it is to celebrate something if you all refuse to see it for all it is. The sun will always continue to shine on La Bella Quesquelia uh, that she wrote on Instagram story, but practicing real love me looking in the shadows too. In other words, there have been a big, big discussion about how Latinos – and Latinas in this country are forgetting that uh, a part of them have black in them. And they're forgetting about the struggles and the culture uh, that they face. Um, and this has been an ongoing debate because a lot of Latinos feel that they're not black, even though they do come from uh, descendants of, of Africans. So a lot of people were complaining that uh, Zoe Saldana, they they called her uh, the 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 Latin uh, Stacey Dash. You remember a couple years ago, actress Stacey Dash had made a comment uh, about uh, on Fox. She was working at on Fox and Friends at the time about how she was uh, so against black issues. She was making comments about black. uh, about BET and about black history. like It's like you're forgetting your culture. And that's what they're saying about Zoe. It's like she's forgetting where she's come from, you know. And so it's been an ongoing debate, especially in the Latin community, and whether, you know, because some, some people in the Latin community say, oh, I'm, I'm not black. I'm, you know, I'm Dominican or I'm... Uh, uh, I'm uh, Brazilian. I'm, uh, I'm, you know, I'm all kind of thing, but not black. They forget that part of their makeup is they do have some African ancestry. So, yeah, Zoe's uh, trying to say that you know, it's like she's forgetting the struggle that what. What they, what the country of Dominican, uh, the Dominican Republic was going to, when it comes to uh, the the Dominican DR and Haiti. So it's been an ongoing debate. It's been an ongoing debate. Uh, 
Big Sean has offered more details on his battle with depression when making a virtual appearance on One Question, One Mic. The I Don't F With You rapper confessed that he had contemplated suicide a lot of times. The 32-year-old MC made the revelation when speaking to Michael Eric Dyson in the latter new Facebook Watch series. And this is what he said. He said, for sure, I contemplated suicide a lot of times, having guns in my hand, feeling it for real, planning it out to the point where I said, hey, if I do kill myself, at least my family would get this amount of money. I did this already because I was just stressed out and not happy. I realized that, okay, I need to stop everything I'm doing and figure out or or I'm going to self-destruct. I took the time off, canceled everything I was doing, sought therapy, connected with God more, spiritually grounded myself, and put myself first as a priority for the first time ever, unquote. Now, this was not the first time Sean, who came from Detroit, got candid about his struggles with his mental health. Back in December of 2020, he told People Magazine, you just have to pace yourself and take a break before you need a break. It gets very real especially with a person like him. He said he lives inside his head too much. Um, Halsey may have been a little too intimate with her fans that it got others uncomfortable. The singer had been labeled a pedophile after a video surfaced of her kissing her underage fans in the mouth. A Twitter user who posts content uh, compilation footage of Halsey friendly interaction with her young fans wrote along with it saying quote since the TL is canceling white women now it's the perfect time to bring up Halsey kissing little girls that's what one person claimed the other one said like as a fully grown woman she was going around kissing random underage fans allegedly as young as 10 years old Reposting it on forum, one person also commented saying, quote, this is honestly so disturbing and disgusting. Another echoed the sentiment as saying, quote, weird. Why is she kissing strangers on the mouth anyway? Even weirder, let alone the fact that strangers are children. Yuck. And another uh, similarly said that this is effing weird and creepy. Hoping that Holsey, whose real name is Ashley Nicolette Fr- uh, Frangipine, Frangipane would be held accountable for her alleged disturbing behavior on kids. One person wrote, I hope y'all actually follow through on holding her accountable this time because you like to let white women slide. Um, Also, a quick note, um, Hosey is only one part white. Her father is black, so technically she's half black. Um, Another, however, was skeptical that such things would happen as noting that People were saying that, oh, nothing's going to happen, they're not going to really go into it because they said that women getting canceled on pedophilia seems so out of reach, and it's sad. Holsley has not responded to the social media outcry over the disturbing video. She is currently preparing to become a mom, as she announced in January that she's expecting her first child with her boyfriend, screenwriter, Aleve Aiden, or Aiden. Amber Heard isn't being kicked out of the Aquaman franchise, despite the latest rumors stating otherwise. Reports swirled on the Internet anew that the actress was fired from Aquaman 2, though it's not directly related to a petition asking for her removal from the upcoming movie or due to her ongoing defamation case against her ex-husband, Johnny Depp. Instead, according to the unconfirmed report, the 34-year-old beauty was let go because she didn't meet the physical requirements for the Aquaman sequel. She reportedly violated a clause in her contract for the Warner Brothers superhero movie because she gained weight. Now, a source told Australian site Sausage Roll that they said that Amber Heard did not pass her physical examination. She put on some pound and is in terrible shape. There is a clause in her contract which says she is, is required to be in good form ahead of shooting, and she violated that. Now, the site additionally noted that Heard role demand her physical fitness to perform the stunts, and the studio terminated her because she's not in shape to handle such demanding tasks. It further reported that the studio was eyeing Games of Thrones alum Amelia Clark to replace Heard. But before the rumor spread like wildfire, it had been the debunked. 
The Hollywood Reporter staff writer Ryan Parker put to the question the reliability of the information about Heard firing as he tweeted on Sunday, February 28, saying, quote, told by the reliable source that reports of Amber Heard being fired off of Aquaman Band 2 are inaccurate. Back in 2020, more than one million people called for her removal from the Aquaman franchise amid her prolonged legal battle with her ex, Johnny Depp. As petition urging Warner Brothers to replace the actress crossed the one million mark, the Justice League star countered it by declaring that she's returning to the sequel. Heard said last November, quote, paid rumors and paid campaigns on social media don't dictate casting decisions because they have no basis in reality. Only the fans actually made Aquaman and Aquaman 2 happen. I'm excited to get started next year, unquote. The, the petition gained a lot of support after Warner Brothers decided to remove Death from, from uh, Fantastic Beast 3 following his libel case laws against the Sun newspaper editors who called him a wife beater in a story. Right now, we got 15 minutes after the hour. If you're just tuning in, you're listening to another edition of That's Entertainment. I'm your host, Tammy Jones Give. And as always, every Wednesday afternoon between 1 to 2 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, I bring you the latest in entertainment news, celebrity news, and pop culture. If this is your first time listening to the show, welcome. And if you like to listen to the show, uh, each week, make sure you click on the follow-up button on top of the show page, and that it will send you a reminder when we broadcast live. Also, we are on Facebook. Like us. Just go to www.facebook.com slash thatsentertainment.radio. Follow us on Twitter at thatsentertain1. That's T-H-A-T-S, entertain is the number one. You can also follow me on Twitter at stiletto14, stiletto like the high heel shoe, S-T-I-L-E-T-T-O, and the number 14. You can also follow me on Instagram at tjonesgibbs. Uh, rapper actor Ice Cube has accused Warner Brothers studio bosses of holding his Friday film franchise hostage by refusing to greenlight a new sequel. The hip-hop icon previously revealed his planned final Friday installment has stalled following the 2019 death of his movie dad, John Witherspoon, and now uh, Q claimed that film executives don't want to move forward with the project at all or allow him to take his ideas to other studios. Taken to Twitter to vent his frustration on Friday, February 26th, he wrote, Hashtag Free Friday from the jaws of Warner Brothers, who refuses to make more sequels. They have hijacked the happiness of the culture. Unquote. Now, sources tell TMZ that Cube wants to pitch the sequel plans to other productions officials, but Warner... Uh, executives would not release the rights to the franchise for him to do so. Fans have been calling on Q to reunite his movie family for a long-awaited following up for years as the original Friday debuted in 1995 and spawned 2000's Next Friday, as well as the most recent sequel, Friday After Next, which was released in 2002. Warner Chiefs have yet to respond to Cube's allegations. Back in 2019, Cube shared his plans for the fourth sequel of Friday, and during an appearance in an episode of ESPN, The Jump, the 51-year-old claimed that last Friday has had a completed script, and he was aiming to release it on April 26, 2020, which was the original film's 25th anniversary. Reggae legend Bunny Whaler has died at the age of 73. The musician passed away at a hospital in Kingston, Jamaica on Tuesday, March 2nd. His manager, Maxine Stowe, confirmed to the Jamaican Observer a cause of death has yet to be released, but Whaler has been battling ill health since last July when he suffered his second stroke. He had previously struggled with speech issues following his first minor stroke in 2018. Born Neville O'Reilly Livingstone, Whaler is the most famous for his work as an original member of the Whalers, alongside his childhood pal Bob Marley and Peter Tosh in the early 60s, 1960s. He sang on tracks like Reincarnated Souls, Burning, Pass It On, and Hallelujah Time, but left the group in 1973 following the success of the brand's major label debut, Catch a Fire, and pursued his solo ambitions. Bunny singles include Dreamland, Dancing Shoes, Searching for Love, Lifeline, Bide Up, and uh, Arab Oil Weapon. 
while he also reworked a string of the Whalers hit for his 1980 project, Bunny Whalers Sings the Whalers, backed by Jamaican musicians Sly and Robbie. He won three Grammy Awards for Best Reggae Album during his lengthy career for 1991's Time Will Tell, a tribute to Bob Marley, Crucial Roots Classics in 1995, and in 1997, Hall of Fame, a tribute to Bob Marley's 50th anniversary. Um, they said that he, uh, Bunny, was considered a national uh, treasure in his native Jamaica and was awarded the Order of Jamaica in 2012 and the Order of Merit in 2017. Dame Judy Dench is determined to keep acting despite her intensely irritating deteriorating eyesight. The 86-year-old actress suffered from age-related muscular degeneration, which affects the middle part of a person's vision, and she now has to enlist her friends to help her learn her lines for new projects by repeating them back to her so she doesn't have to keep reading from a script. And she said, you find a way of just getting about and getting over the things that you find very difficult. And this is what she said during an online event for London Sight Loss Charity Vision Foundation. And this is what she said. She said, quote, I had to find another way of learning lines and things, which is having great friends of mine repeat them to me over and over and over again. So I have to learn through repetition, and I just hope that people won't notice too much if all the lines are completely hopeless. Unquote. The cat's actress admitted she could walk past someone she knew and not recognize them because she had to be very close to a person before she can identify him, identify them. And you know, Dame Judi Dench is also known for her role in the uh, James Bond movie with, uh, 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 with the you know the Double O Seven movies, James Bond movie um, with the. Uh, I can't even think of his name, but uh, you, you know, she she was saying that you know instead of since she can't really see the script, she has to have help, and so we are hoping that you know her eyesight doesn't get too bad. But uh, you know, she's eighty six years old, and she's you know they said it's age related muscular de- degeneration. So we wish her the best. Uh, Wendy Williams had made her stance on the COVID-19 vaccine clear. The outspoken TV personality has declared that she isn't going to get the shot to enhance her immune system to the various to to the virus, despite the concerning pandemic that has been plaguing America. The 56-year-old recently spoke with Dr. Mehmet Oz about her health scare when she collapsed on air, and during the virtual interview, the Dr. Oz show host asked Wendy if she plans on getting the COVID vaccine, to which she quickly answered, no, I don't trust it. She said, I've never gotten flu shots either, and you and I have talked about this, referring that she and Dr. Oz had talked about this before, insisting that she rarely gets sick. She further affirms her stance on the vaccine as repeating that she don't trust it. Dr. Oz, however, had to disagree with her, informing that he already got his COVID jab, and the doctor stressed that the vaccine has been tested and assured that it is safe before telling Wendy that she should get it. Wendy's statement on the COVID vaccine was met with mixed response, seemingly challenging her claim that she rarely gets sick. One person wrote that she literally fainted on TV, but I guess it's her choice. Another took a jab at her alleged drug use, saying, quote, snort coke but can't get the vaccine, okay? And some others shared the same opinions with Wendy. One person said that they don't trust it either, period. And if you want to take it, take it. If you don't want to take it, don't. Stop telling people how to feel and accept that people don't have to view things the same as you, unquote. And, you know, a lot of people, are, and especially African Americans, the reason why a lot of us does not trust the vaccine, because you look, and I mentioned this on the show before, that people are going about it due to the history in this country when they use African Americans as guinea pigs with, when it came to vaccinations and shots. Uh, the, 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 uh, the, the, remember the, the syphilis? Uh, experiments where they had vaccinated and gave uh, black men in this country the virus to see how it would 
It was like like we were guinea pigs to test it on on African American men. Also, um, so that that that's one of the reasons why a lot of African Americans in this country don't t- trust any vaccines that the government issue because of the history in this country when it comes to vaccination and black people. And Wendy's just one of the many that don't trust it. And 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 I believe it's from the same thing about the history of vaccination and black people in this country as we are being used as guinea pigs to see how we act or how it would take and before they give it to the general public but uh you know uh and i remember a couple of weeks ago we did a story where uh tyler perry had to convince people in georgia about taking the vaccination too because he was a skeptic at first for the very same reason but after he listened to the facts and talked with professionals and talked with people in the medical community and talked with doctors he was convinced that it was safe, and he's encouraging it. Uh, he had set it up to get more people, black people, to educate them to take this shot and that they shouldn't have nothing to fear. Um, both 2 Chain and Future are known for having their hair braided, and it seems like folks in uh, ESPN are struggling to tell the two rappers apart. And I now deleted Instagram posts. It's accidentally used a picture of 2 Chain instead of Future in a post about the Life is Good rapper. In the post, which was originally uploaded on March 1st, ESPN tried to showcase Future performance of his 2015 hit record, March Madness, from his fan-favorite 56 Nights mixtape, comparing it to one of NBA's legend Wilt Chamberlain's uh, stat lines from the 1960s. However, instead of attaching Future picture, the account used 2 Chain. One person added, uh, said on social media that uh, this is what they said, ESPN interns, though, thought that Tiny Boy was future. Meanwhile, someone pointed out that ESPN wasn't the only one to blame for the mistake. ESPN tagged Future in a post with a photo of 2 Chain and got roasted, but Getty's database seemed at least partly at fault. It was seen that the photo of 2 Chain at the 2020 NBA All-Star Game showed up on the fourth page of search results for future rapper. ESPN has yet to comment on the mistake. And you know what? About this story, you know, people do make mistakes, but it they're, they're saying how come what, when, when it comes to uh, people um, working at these when it comes to entertainment and sports, a lot of people that post the database, post the website, they get these uh, recording artists, these actors, and they get these uh, uh, sports legends confused with other players. And they're saying that there should be diversity when it comes to these companies like ESPN, even the magazine, even here on Block Talk Radio. They they got these people interning, they get and they're saying that they're getting uh people who don't know the culture, who don't know African American celebrities or sports figures, so they get people, white people to work in these jobs that are not familiar with uh people, black actors or entertainers or sports figures, and so they get them confused. And a perfect example, when I first started doing uh, That's Entertainment, um, I was getting ready to interview uh, actress Wendy Raquel Robertson. You know her from uh, the, the BET show The Game. So when it came time for me to feature her on my show, I had to let blog talk radio know that yes i'm getting ready to interview and back in the day of uh, whenever you feature a celebrity guest on your show they would feature it and put their picture out and when when the morning of the interview i saw that they featured they advertised it but instead of putting wendy's uh picture they put uh they put um taraji p henson picture the very morning of that interview. So I had to call Block Talk Radio and tell them, hey, um, you guys put the wrong picture. I'm interviewing Wendy Raquel Robinson, not Taraji P. Henson. And the guy was, I mean, I spoke to the guy, and obviously the guy was white. 
And he was acting like it was no big deal, like, oh, it wasn't just... I said, yes, it is a big deal because people are thinking I'm interviewing Taraji when I'm interviewing Wendy, So, and they look nothing alike. They're both beautiful women, but they don't look alike. So he was going about it like it was no big deal, you know, what was the big issue. It is a big issue because you guys are... you're 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 working for the network, you're working here on Block Talk Radio, and if you're going to feature the the picture of people that you're going to interview, make sure you get the picture right. So I can understand, I, I know this too well. I know this too well because <laughs> I, I, was, I was a little kind of heated because they had posted the wrong, featured the wrong photo, and the guy was like, he was like, it was no big deal. He was so nonchalant about it. Right now we have um, 30 minutes after the hour. Coming up, I'm going to be talking about uh, Tamar Braxton. Uh, Apparently she is no longer prohibited to be around her ex, David Alofeso. I'll tell you why. And T.I. has lost his job. He was supposed to be, he's been dropped from Ant-Man 3. And uh, singer and actor Nick Jonas has bowed out of his upcoming action thriller, The Blacksmith. And Superman is getting a reboot uh, with the works of J.J. Abrams and Tanish uh, Coates. Uh, she's the one that worked on the uh, Black Panther uh, as far as custom designs. So we're going to be talking about that. And everybody is anticipating this interview uh, Oprah Winfrey with Meghan and Harry is a CBS primetime special, but uh, a new a royal biographer has something to say about this upcoming interview. All those stories and more coming up after the break, so don't go anywhere.
tune in to that's entertainment. The number one source of entertainment news and pop culture every Wednesday afternoon with your host Tammy Jones Gibbs, right here on Block Talk Radio. We got 24 minutes left remaining in the show. That was new music from R&B legend 112. The uh, that was called for us. Right now, uh, before we went to the music break, I was telling you about Tamar Braxton. Uh, she is no longer prohibited to be around her ex, David Alafeso, as his restraining order against the star has been dismissed. According to TMZ, the restraining order was dissolved after none of them appeared in court on Tuesday, March 2nd. David was granted a domestic violence restraining order against Tamar after he uh, filed for it back in September 2020, and at that time, he claimed that the singer attacked him while he was driving in his car during an altercation in addition to threatening to kill him. In related news, Tamar set the record straight about her ex during an interview with Jason Lee on Fox Soul, alluding that David wasn't abusive. She said, quote, I'm a real honest person, and I would be less than a real honest woman to sit here and say all those things about him are true. It's not true, and it's not fair, and I said that. That's what I mean about the depiction of reality television and black people, unquote. Singer and actor Nick Jonas has bowed out of his upcoming action thriller, The Blacksmith. The Jumanji, the next level star, initially signed up to play weapons expert Wes Loomis, a.k.a. The Blacksmith, in the big screen adaptation of the graphic novel of the same name last spring in the hopes of filming in Toronto, Canada later that year. However, his busy schedule forced producers at AGC Studios to delay the shoot, and now Jonas has had to step down from the leading role in Taken's director Pierre Morel's new project. CEO Stuart Ford insists that AGC executives and Jonas have parted ways amicably, and they are now looking for a replacement to co-star with Lawrence Fishburne as Loomis' mentor. T.I. may have lost a job amid sexual abuse allegations against him. The rapper-actor has reportedly been dropped from Ant-Man 3 after a lawyer calls for an investigation on the allegation by multiple women against the star, whose real name is Clifford Joseph Harris, Jr. According to The Hollywood Reporter, T.I. won't be returning for the follow-up to Ant-Man and the Wasp. In the first Ant-Man movie and its 2018 sequel, the 40-year-old star portrayed Dave, a friend to Paul Rudd's Scott Lang, Ant-Man, who helped him on his adventure along with ex-convicts Lewis, played by Michael Pena, and Kirk, played by David Dash Mulchin. While side characters such as T.I.'s, Dave might have been expected to return. Ant-Man 3 is still in development, and there was never an official confirmation that T.I. was slated to return for the third movie. THR also noted that it's unclear if the decision to not have T.I. in the upcoming installment has anything to do with the recent accusation of sexual abuse he is facing, along with his wife, Tiny Harris, a.k.a. Tamika Kolo. Tom and Jerry uh, has raced to the top of the North American box office with an impressive $13.7 million debut amid the ongoing COVID crisis. The family movie, a hybrid of the live action and animation star, uh, it stars Chloe Moritz and Michael Pena alongside the beloved cartoon cat and mouse duo and the popularity of the classic Hanna-Barbera characters have helped studios officials at Warner Brothers to secure only the second release to land an opening weekend of $10 million or more during the pandemic. Wonder Woman 1984 was the studio's first to crack the mark with $16.7 million, debuting following its Christmas Day of uh, December 25th, 2020 launch, hitting limited theaters and streaming service HBO Max at the same time. The big opening of Tom and Jerry Eastley Beat is close to the rival, The Crude, A New Age, and Denzel Washington crime thriller, The Little Things, which round out the top three with $1.2 million and 925000 respectively. Superman is getting a reboot with novelist Ta-Nehisi Coates and J.J. Abrams developing a new blockbuster. Coates, who also worked on Marvel's hit Captain America and Black Panther, is looking forward to revamping the DC comic superhero. There's no casting new link to the new film, but Harry um, 
But Henry Cavill has said that he hopes to play Superman for years. The Brit will be back as the Man of Steel in Zack Snyder's upcoming Justice League revamp. And besides working on Superman remake, J.J. Abrams is also rumored to give DC John Constantine a TV reboot. The filmmaker is reportedly making the DC comic Exorcist an occult detective for streaming service HBO Max. The new show, written by British author Guy Bolton, will be based in London. No actor has been attached to the project. Matt Ryan was the last person to play the character in the NBC short-lived Constantine series, which aired for one season between 2014 to 2015. He uh, reprised the character for Arrow and DC's Legends of Tomorrow. Oprah with Meghan and Harry, a CBS primetime special, has yet to air, but Meghan Markle and Prince Harry have already received backlash following the release of its promo. In a new interview, royal biographer Robert Jobson claimed that it was nonsense. Speaking with the Daily Mail on Monday, March 1st, Jobson added that the promos were filmed with over-the-top, melodramatic nonsense. That's what he was continuing to say, that the Queen and the royal family are not the Corleone family of Windsor. He went on to say there are no hitmans or heavies going along silencing people. Meghan, while a working royal, was always protected by a team of Scotland Yard officers. Thankfully, she was never in danger physically, and Harry knows that. In the explosive trailer, Prince Harry also voiced concern about whether the tragedy which killed his mother, Princess Diana, will happen once again to his wife. And this is what he said. I'm just relieved. This is what Prince Harry said. He said, I'm just really relieved and happy to be sitting here talking to you with my wife by my side because I can't begin to imagine what it must have been like for her going through this process by herself all those years ago. Unquote. The Duke of Sussex then admitted that it's been unbelievably tough for the two of them, but at least they have each other. According to CBS, Oprah with Meghan and Harry features Oprah speaking with Meghan, the Duchess of Sussex, in a wide-ranging interview covering everything from stepping into life as a royal, marriage, motherhood, philanthropic work, to how she is handling life under intense public pressure. The pair will later be joined by Prince Harry as they speak about their move to the United States and their future hopes and dreams for their expanding family. Oprah with Meghan and Harry is set to air on CBS on Sunday, March 7 at 8 p.m. Eastern Time and 7 p.m. Central. Spike Lee has teamed up with HBO Documentary Films to develop a new docuseries about his beloved New York between 9-11 and the COVID-19 disasters. It's called NYC Epicenter 9-11 to 2021-and-a-half. will chronicle life, loss, and survival in the Big Apple over the 20 years since the terrorist attack on the city in 2001. In an unprecedented sweeping portrait of New Yorkers as they rebuild and rebound from a devastating terrorist attack through the ongoing global pandemic, the series is expected to debut later this year on HBO and will be available to stream on HBO Max in uh, commemoration of the September 11 attacks. Can't wait to see it. Right now we have 16 minutes left remaining in the show. I'm going to take another music break, and I'll be back with the last remaining stories of the day, so don't go anywhere. I've been thinking maybe things were never the way we made them up to be, how we thought they Coming to you, 
things just can't be fixed without a time. Bryson Tiller featuring Drake and Outer Time. Right now we have here uh, 12 minutes left remaining in the show, and for the last remaining stories of the day, uh, actor Freddie Prince Jr. has given up acting until his friend Brian Austin Green begged him to read the script for the reboot of the 1980s TV hit Punky Brewster. The star interest in show business had dwindled in recent years, and he was happy working on his cooking ambitions and being a family man until his pal called to rave about the punky comeback. The She All That star initially ignored Brian's call, but the Beverly Hills 90210 star phoned back and called him a jerk for not at least taking a look at the script. The first season of the new show is airing now on U.S. streaming service Peacock. Sarah, Sarah Michelle Geller is also preparing for a TV return after taking a step back for several years. She is cast for a new limited series called Sometime I Lie. It's based on the book written by Alice Feeney and co-produced by Ellen DeGeneres. She also among the cast members of another new TV show, Other People Houses, which reunites her with the Ringers writer Eric Charmello and Nicole Snyder. And in case you guys didn't know, Sarah, Sarah Michelle Geller is the wife of Freddie Prince Jr. And filming of Octavia Spencer's TV drama, Truth Be Told, it shut down early last Thursday after protesters descending on the historic Leemert Plaza Park set in Los Angeles. Production on the Apple TV Plus crime drama was cut short when activists made it clear that crews weren't welcome. According to Deadline, the organized protesters objected to the fact filming was allowed to take place in an area like Leemert Plaza Park, while local homeless people looking for a safe haven amid the COVID-19 pandemic have been turned away. Many parks in Los Angeles had been locked up by officials in recent months. The permitted shoot came to a halt on Thursday afternoon as the protesters made it clear they would do whatever was necessary to disrupt filming. Spencer and her co-star Kate Hudson were not on the set, but two actresses playing their characters as young women were. It is not clear if the production will be returned to Lemar Plaza Park. Based on Kathleen Barber's book, Are You Sleeping?, Truth Be Told is entering the second season after getting premiered in December of 2019. The first season was supported by Aaron Paul, Lizzie Kaplan, and Elizabeth Perkins, among others. Meanwhile, Reese Witherspoon served as one of the producers, along with Octavia Spencer. And R&B star Janae Aiko is taking on hosting duties to help fans gear up for the 2021 Grammy Awards with the pre-show ceremony. She will be joined by singers Rufus Wainwright, Burna Boy, Lido P. 
Pimenta, and Poppy, as well as classes pianist Igor Levet, jazz band uh, Terry Lynn Carrington, plus social science, and blues musician Jimmy Duck Holmes, will, who will all perform during the event, dubbed the premiere ceremony. Aiko, a triple nominee herself, will also have the honor of helping to announce a number of early Grammy winners before the main televised prize giving and introduce a tribute set celebrating the 50th anniversary of Marvin Gaye's classic, Mercy, Mercy Me. The special performance will feature the likes of nominees like Kamasi Washington, Lettucey, P.J. Morton, Gregory Porter, Grace Potter, and Thana Alexa, among others. The premiere ceremony will begin at 3 p.m. Eastern on March 14 and will be live-streamed on Grammy's official site. The 63rd Annual Grammy Awards will then be uh, broadcast live on U.S. television from 8 p.m. Eastern. And Aika was up for a prestigious Album of the Year prize and Best Progressive R&B Album. Kudo at the upcoming Grammys, thanks to her Shalumbo album. Uh, she's also collected her Best R&B Performance nomination for Lightning and Thunder. The triple nomination, however, was bittersweet for the worst hit maker. During an interview on The Late Late Show with James Corden, she revealed that the announcement came on the same day her uncle lost his battle with COVID-19. And Latin superstar Jay uh, Balvin is drawing inspiration from an old TV show and video games to create a new song to celebrate the 25th anniversary of Pokemon. He will join artists including Katy Perry and Post Malone on the special release, Pokemon 25, the album, which will be made up of 14 original tracks, and Balvin is looking to the past to help him pen a tune to appeal to more than just gamers. The album news was revealed at the end of the Pokemon Day 25th anniversary virtual concert on Saturday, February 27th, which was headlined by Post Malone. The Circle hitmaker released a cover of Hootie and the Blowfish, Only Want to Be With You, from the album, and admitted the song was super fun to perform. Perry, in the meantime, has not spilled any details about her partnership with the gaming franchise. And Carol G., and speaking of Jay Balvin, Carol, he, he and Carol G., they lead the 2021 Latin American Music Award nomination list with nine mentions apiece. The Colombian star will go ahead ahead for the Artist of the Year honor alongside Annuel AA, Bad Bunny, Christian Nodal, Daddy Yankee, Maluma, Azuna, and Sec. And song, and song of the Year, while Balvin is up for Album of the Year and Favorite Artist Male, with, while Carol G. will compete for the Favorite Artist Female Prize. Bad Bunny follows the pair with eight nominations, and Azuna lands seven nods. The 2021 Latin AMAs are set to take place on April 15, live from the BB&T Center in Sunrise, Florida. And Mick Fleetwood hopes to re-team with uh, Fire Fleetwood Mac guitarist Lindsey Buckingham for the band's farewell tour. The drummer co-founded the band with guitarist Peter Green, who died last year, and his death served as a, uh, a catalyst that brought an end to his feud with Buckingham, who exited Fleetwood Mac in early 2018, and Fleetwood Mac can even imagine Lindsey being back in the group. And he loves to invite the guitarist back out on the road if Fleetwood Mac decides to call it a day. Fleetwood also opened up about bandmates Christian, uh, Christine McVie, recent remarks about the group Dismay, suggesting that Stevie Nicks and John McVie had made it clear that they didn't want to tour again. R&B star D'Angelo was originally set to face off with Maxwell in a special Valentine's Day versus stream, but the plan just didn't work out, according to the series co-creator Swiss Beats. D'Angelo staged the first ever solo versus event live from the New York Apollo Theater over the weekend, introducing rapper Redman and Method Man and singer Her to join the fun, and in a post-show chat between versus founder Swiss and Timberland, the super producer revealed who they had originally lined up to go hit-to-hit, uh, hit-for-hit hit with the neo-seo singer. Switz went on to reveal that the usual reclusive D'Angelo was so ready to hit the stage that he turned up three hours earlier. Now, during the Instagram Live discussion, Swiss and Timberland revealed that the next event would feature Wu-Tang Clan star Ghostface Killer and uh, Raekwon battling it out for fans on, uh, online. 
previous pairing had featured Snoop Dogg and DMX, Alicia Keys and John Legend, Brandy and Monica, and Gladys Knight and Patti LaBelle. Rita Ora felt musically isolated and locked down. The singer was delighted to get back into the studio to record her new EP, Bang, because things had got a bit weird when she was forced to spend months at home without physical contact with her collaborators amid the coronavirus pandemic last year. Speaking in behind-the-scenes clip from the making of the EP, she said, quote, it feels amazing and really good to be back, an actual studio and be around instruments. I can also bounce off people's energy. It got a bit weird, I'm not going to lie. Musically, I felt isolated, which I never experienced before, unquote. However, the I Will Never Let You Down hitmaker admitted that the time allowed her the opportunity to figure out what she wants to do with her music. Charlie Puth will treat fans to old favorites and upcoming adult and unexpected tunes during his first ever live interactive global e concert on March 31st. The How Long Star will perform live from the Youp uh, E space at Microsoft Theater, and he said in a statement, "Quote: It's been really fun getting to know my fans even better through social media this past year, and I'm excited to perform live for them in this interactive virtual concert experience." During the gig, Poof will be able to see and hear fans and will even be inviting a selected few to join him on the virtual stage. He will also be attending a virtual after party, which organizes teas and uh, is a, a secret of his own and one that will push the creative envelope. Tickets are available for the concert on yoop.app, that's Y-O-O-P.app, Y-O-O-P.app. Meanwhile, another artist, Billy Strings, will kick off another set of live stream shows in New Orleans on March 24th. The guitarist and singer isn't taking much of a break following the end of his deja vu experiment at the Capitol Theater and will perform at the Tipitana on twenty on the twenty fourth and twenty fifth of March. He then heads to uh, Austin, Texas, to perform at the Austin City Limits Live on March twenty sixth. The show, which kicks off at ten p.m. Eastern, will be streamed via Nugs.net and will raise money for local organizations like Save Tips in New Orleans and the Sims Foundation in Austin. For more information or to buy tickets, visit Nugs.net. That's N-U-G-S. .net. Eddie Murphy has a vault of pop hits he had recorded, but he insists fans he will ne- you will never hear those songs. The funny man never stopped recording after tasting chart success with songs like Party All the Time and Put Your Mouth on It in the 1980s, but he insists he's too old to be chasing hits. Murphy, whose last album was 1993, Loves All Right, tell TV talk show host Tamron Hall that, uh, that he said that he that that uh, he's not putting out records. He said that he said nobody wants to hear new stuff, new stuff because he figured that he's too old for the new artist. And when she uh, when Tamron asked Eddie Murphy would he like to team up with someone with the likes of Megan Thee Stallion, he said he is fifty nine years old. He said he can't be he can't do nothing with Megan Thee Stallion. He said I would look. He said, how would I look? He said, that would be crazy. He said, I'm going to be 60 in April. I can't be having Megan Thee Stallion doing her stuff, and I'm standing next to her with my old ass playing my guitar. He said, I had my first grandchild. Once you're a grandpa, you can't do no tracks with Megan Thee Stallion. Uh, Eddie's interview with uh, Tamron Hall will air on her show on March 11. The actor is currently gearing up for the release of his new movie, Coming to America. He reunites with Arsenio Hall, James Earl Jones, and Sherry Headley, uh, his co-stars from the first film, Coming to America. Well, that's going to do it for me for this week. Uh, tune in next time when we do it all over again. Oh, and I got I do got one more story. Uh, Taylor Swift has officially canceled her Loverfest show. The pop star announced that the 2020 Summit Festival style gig shortly after the release of her Lover album in 2019 and, and stalled them with the COVID-19 pandemic shut down venues last year. Uh, she was hoping to reschedule the concert, but on February 
26, the singer decides she could no longer commit to the show. So fans might not be able to see Swift live anytime soon, but she has has kept them busy with new and reworked music. She released two albums, Folklore and Evermore, in 2020, and is currently reworking the tracks on her 2008 record, Fearless, which will be re-released in April. Again, that's going to do it for me this week. Tune in next time when we do it all over again. You've been listening to That's Entertainment. I'm your host, Tammy Jones-Gibbs. Have a great week. Stay safe, and I'll talk to you next time. Take care.